St. Dominic's Catholic Church in San Francisco presents a homily by Father Christopher Wetzel on December 22nd, 2019, the fourth Sunday of Advent. Today's Gospel is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 24, proclaimed by Deacon Jimmy Salcido. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with, is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. No touching. On Christmas morning, this was the first commandment. No touching the presents until mom and dad had woken up, they got their coffee, and everyone was gathered around the tree. Then you could start. But man, the temptation was powerful. Wrapping paper covered anything, but the shape of the box was intriguing. What's in the box? Are there any shakers here? Anyone a shaker? You take the box and give it a shake, try to figure out what's in it. Or maybe you admire the wrapping job, and it's beautiful with the bow and everything. Others will just throw caution to the wind, just rip the paper off straight away. Some will slowly unfold each little bit of the paper and pull the thing out, no ripping whatsoever, like they're trying to save the wrapping paper for next time. Some, like my grandmother, would say, well, how about you, one of the kids, open my presents for me? Everyone 
receives gifts in a different way, unique to themselves. But once the gift is revealed, everyone does the very same thing. Everyone takes possession of the gift. It goes from being just another box under the tree to being your fire truck, your Red Rider BB gun, your Baby Yoda. It enters into your life. No matter your approach to presence, it doesn't matter if you're a shaker or observe the wrapping paper, at some point you have to open it up. You've got to see the gift for what it is. You have to take possession of it and let it enter your life. When God gives us the gift of faith through Jesus Christ, we too must unwrap it. We too must see it for what it really is. We too need to let him enter into our life. Just like Christmas presents, at first he is hidden from our sight under wrapping paper. The wrapping paper, as it were, of his ordinary humanity. Being born a helpless infant in a dirty, nasty, dark stable 2,000 years ago. And we receive him in many different and varied ways, each unique to ourselves. And God knows this, that there are many paths to faith, and it's wonderful to hear everyone's story, how they came to believe. And God knows this, and he knows that whatever is received is, can only be received in the mode of the receiver. But that all of us, when we possess that faith, possess it in the same manner, with the same action. We all possess and make our faith our own by the obedience of faith. Jesus gives us the gift of faith. We possess it and make it our own through the obedience of faith. So what is this obedience of faith? Well, the word obey, or obedience, comes to us from the Latin word obedire, which means to hearken to or to listen to. And this is certainly not what we see in our first reading. In the first reading, the king of Judah, King Ahaz, has a difficult decision to make. He needs to decide whether to fight against the armies that are on his doorstep, trying to invade by himself, alone, or... Is he going to seek the help of the neighboring empire, Assyria? Now, the problem is Assyria is kind of like the mafia. They don't do favors for free. So he knows that if he seeks their help, he's going to owe them one. But God speaks to King Ahaz through the prophet Isaiah and tells him, don't worry, you will be victorious without their help. But Ahaz is not convinced, and so God offers to send him whatever sign he wants as proof. But Ahaz doesn't want a sign either. He doesn't want to listen, to hearken. He doesn't want to be told what to do. Even if the one doing the telling is the almighty, all-powerful God who created everything, who has already promised to protect his people Israel, and has done so through miraculous and wondrous ways from of old. No, Ahaz does not have the obedience of faith. 
And so in his arrogance, he allies with those Assyrians. He takes on their false and barbarous religious practices, sacrificing his son by fire to the demon Moloch. And ultimately, Assyria takes the kingdom anyway. But in today's gospel, we see another man who faced a difficult decision. Joseph learns that despite not living together with her, his fiancée is with child. What would you do if it were you? Like King Ahaz, the Lord speaks to Joseph and gives him a sign, in fact, the very same sign. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. But unlike King Ahaz, Joseph listens and hearkens to the word of God, and then he acts on what he has heard. He takes his wife into his home. This is the obedience of faith. Just as Mary, when the angel of God appeared to her, announcing that the power of the Most High would overshadow her, and she said, yes. Be it done to me according to your word. So also Joseph courageously puts his faith into practice by doing what the Lord commanded him to do. Mary obeys in humble generosity, giving herself to God's plan. Joseph obeys in courageous caring and protecting her and her child. St. Paul also shows his obedience of faith more explicitly by calling himself a slave. He says, I, Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Moreover, he tells us just how this obedience of faith comes about. He says, through Jesus Christ our Lord, we have received the grace of of apostleship, the gift of apostleship, to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name. In other words, St. Paul's obedience of faith comes from his full acceptance of the gift of apostleship, that full possession of what has been given. And through the power, the gift of the power of Jesus' name, this is the power that Jesus himself speaks of in the Gospel of John, where he says, Amen, amen, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. Behold, the strange and wonderful birth of Christ. Jesus assumes visible flesh to demonstrate his invisible divinity. He is Emmanuel which means God is with us, so that he can also be Jesus, a name which means God saves. For a long time I was confused about this passage because the prophecy that we hear of in Isaiah says that they shall call his name Emmanuel, yet the angel doesn't tell Joseph, call your son Emmanuel, no, he says, his name will be Jesus. What's, what's up with that? 
Well, a couple things. First, Isaiah himself doesn't just prophesy one name for this Savior, but many others. Two chapters later, he will say, they will name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. Moreover, God is with us, not merely by being nearby, next door as it were, but by sending his own divine life into our human nature and so saving us from our fall from grace. God saves us, not by sending some lightning bolts from heaven or something like that, we just sort of up there and we're down here, but by being among us, by being with us. So God saves us by being with us. But God is with us by saving us. And so Jesus is Emmanuel. It can almost seem too easy, and in some sense it is, here in this beautiful church, hearing the word of God, receiving him in the Eucharist. It's easy to believe that God is with us, that he saves us. But it's harder to believe that God is with us when we leave. The darkness of sin enters our lives. It's hard to believe that Jesus is saving us when our lives are falling apart, when disaster strikes, when death is near. Having given to us the gift of faith, God does not force us to obey. He doesn't force us to hear, to listen. Like Ahaz, we can refuse to hearken to his words. We can close our eyes to the signs around us. We can reject the gift. It's our choice. Do you want to believe in Emmanuel, God with us? The God who saves us from our sins is present among us. Do you want to believe that the God who made heaven and earth has decided to save us from our sins. Then listen. Be like Joseph. Not afraid to take Mary and Jesus into your home, into your life. Even if it means taking a risk. When we think that we know better than God, like King Ahaz, we eventually find to our great regret that God was right all along. No touching. As I grew older, I saw the wisdom of this first commandment of Christmas. I saw that I enjoyed the giving and receiving of presents far more when done together in the midst of the family than when I selfishly started early on. And then the temptation disappeared. It wasn't a problem anymore. How will you invite Jesus into your heart through the obedience of faith this Christmas? Will you welcome the stranger? Will you feed the hungry, visit the sick? Will you turn the other cheek? Will you take up your cross and follow him? Will you forgive your brother? If you do, then you will know that God is with you, that God saves.